God remains a covenant keeping God. Anyone who must walk with God must understand this about him. You cannot walk with God successfully if you do not understand him as a covenant keeping God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is so crucial an understanding that we must have. It's a covenant making and covenant keeping God. Perhaps let me add covenant fulfilling God. When he decides to make a covenant with a man or a people or a nation, he remains committed to every term of that covenant to fulfill it. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Psalm 89. Psalm 89. In Psalm 89, talking about his covenant with David, which we knew was more prophetic than just David alone. Extending through to our Lord Jesus Christ. But let's look at something about that just to underline what I've said earlier on. Um, I will just take verse 34 for for context, really. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my faithfulness, I would not lie to David. Whatever has gone out of God's mouth, just take it as the truth. It will not be altered. It will not be changed. Whether you and I have seen that in reality, it's not the question. Whatever God has said in a covenant, with a people is true. Valid forever. He says, his seed shall endure forever. And his throne is thrown rather as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon even like the faithful witness in the sky. Can you see that? Established forever. God is forever committed to covenant. That's the point we are making here. And everything stated in the covenant he has made with his people, they are the truth. Amen. The next thing we need to understand, even from here, is that God deals with people, with his people, by covenant. From Genesis 
through to revelation, you will see that God is a God who operates, who walks, who moves with his people based on covenants. Because God does not enter into a journey with a man or a people without committing himself to it. That's the basis of covenant with God. Is to show his commitment. Total commitment to his people. Amen. I may talk more on the side of God today than on our side, because we need to understand who God is. Another time I may pick our side of the covenant, but today the emphasis is about knowing the God, the covenant-keeping God. And in order for his people to always remember his covenants, not to forget them, he always gives a sign or a symbol of that covenant. So that when his people see the symbol, they remember the covenant. You remember when he made a covenant with uh, Noah, for instance? He gave the sign of the rainbow, isn't it? As a sign of that covenant. When he made a covenant with Abraham, he gave the sign of the circumcision for that covenant. Am I right in that? Yeah. Yes. And that's the way God has always operated over time. Whilst we are preparing to get there, it's good to mention that that is why in the New Testament, Jesus could have as well just gone to the cross, died, his body broken, his blood shed, and that would have been sufficient. But again, according to that principle, he left us with a sign as a memorial of that covenant. Are you following me? That, that is the principle behind the institution of the Lord's Supper, the Holy Communion. It is to be a sign, a symbol, a memorial that anytime it comes to our mind to do it, as he himself said, it is to bring into remembrance the covenant and the terms of that covenant and the promises containing that covenant. Are we getting it now? It's an opportunity for us to actually bring into our consciousness what the covenant says. So don't go to the lost table to partake of that covenant without something striking you of what that covenant actually means to you or is meant to achieve in your life. Amen. In your relationship with him. 
we need to carry this along as we go home. Amen. Amen. But like I said, before we get there, let's just look at a few things God said regarding his commitment to covenant. Whether it is in good times or in bad times, the covenant of God remains same. It's not changing. Turn with me quickly then to Isaiah 54. This morning, the Lord is going to help us to enter into some realms in the covenant of God that we have never walked in before because they are for us. As we bring to remembrance what the covenant means to us, we are trusting the Lord that we will, we will be steered in our heart to walk in it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah 54. Talking here to a people with whom he has made a covenant. Because of the number of verses there, I won't read the whole thing. There was a situation of barrenness, lack of productivity, if you start from verse one, isn't it? Then God remembered his covenant. Hallelujah. Amen. And to understand what it was staying there, if you look at it, verse five says, for your maker is your husband. I hope you know that that's a covenant relationship. <laughs> Do you understand that? The issue of husband and wife is a covenant relationship. You, you, you know that. So for God to let us know what he was talking about, he brought a term of covenant based on relationship, intimacy. And the one who had seemingly been barren, a people who had seemingly been barren and unproductive, because I will make you productive, exceedingly productive, based on the terms of the covenant. For his word had already said, as part of the terms of the covenant, none shall be barren in the land, and none shall cast their young. You see, we need to understand the basis of this. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? It then means that fruitfulness in every aspect of life is part of that covenant. If there's an area of lack of productivity, we need to go back to the covenant and say, that's not what the covenant says. The covenant says, I will be fruitful upon the land and none shall be barren. It's a part of that covenant. Hallelujah. But God, being a covenant fulfilling God, began to reveal to this group of people here, symbolized by a barren woman, that is committed to making the barren fruitful as part of the covenant. Mm. 
Do you get the point we're making? Then the word goes on, which is where I'm really going. Go to verse nine now. For this is like the water of Noah to me. You, you then remember what I said about the covenant with Noah earlier on? Yes. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah will no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you. So in the covenant with Noah, where God took an oath, God always backs his covenant with a personal commitment, which we call an oath. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The same thing with Abraham said, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. The Bible said, because he could not, there's no higher person to whom he can take covenant if he committed himself. Hallelujah. Because he cannot lie. Go on now. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. Verse 10 I'm reading. But my kindness shall not depart from you. Amen. You, you can see how the worship was guiding us towards what God was going to say. My kindness shall not depart from you. The same thing he said to David. My loving kindness will not depart from your house. Amen. Even if something went wrong somewhere, I will find a way of putting it right. Amen. Whoa! Covenant. Nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. God's covenant is based on his mercy. It was never on merit. <laughs> Amen. Say, my loving kindness and my covenant of peace, I won't take away from you. Brothers and sisters, if anything tells you and anyone tells you, that God has left you, God has abandoned you forever. It's a lie. Amen. Amen. Even when things go wrong, the intention of God is that things will be made right again. Amen. And I'm saying this to anyone who has ever had a work with God this morning, whether you're on this platform or you are hearing us on the social media, you can have restoration with God if you understand the terms of God. God's covenant. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you and drag you down to hell. There can be restoration for you. For God's mercy stands sure forever and his loving kindness remains. Amen. Amen. If we understand the terms of the covenant. You can find your way back to God. The covenant guarantees it, guarantees restoration.
Say my covenant of peace. I will talk about this as we go on. My covenant of peace. I want you to keep that in mind. My covenant of peace. What that entails. But let's see a little bit of it here. Verse 11. Oh, you afflicted one, tossed with tempest and not comforted. Unstable, destabilized, move here, move there. Even in the midst of that tempest, the covenant of God remains. And this is what the covenant of God guarantees. It says, Behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacle of rubies, your gates of crystals, and all your walls of precious stones. What is that talking about? Just in summary, you who, who seem to be unstable, you have been pushed there, you have been pushed there by the storms of life. But do you know that the covenant of God guarantees stability? Amen. What you are seeing is temporal. It's not part of, it's not as though that is what the covenant is ultimately meant for you. That is just a moment in time. The covenant of God is of peace. Are you following me? Any one of us can demand peace in the midst of trouble. It's a legal right backed by covenant. So, when you see things built of stones and so, so the first thing you see there is, is stability. Then talks about walls and gates. That's talking about safety. Hallelujah. Stability, safety, or security. And you can see the colorful nature, the precious nature of the stones talked about, it talks about beauty. That's where we have people having restoration of beauty in the place of ashes. Hallelujah. The covenant guarantees stability, guarantees security, and guarantees beauty for all of us, regardless of what we're going through. If we understand the terms of it, we stand by it and say, Lord, even in the midst of what I'm going through, your covenant stands. I'm going to have stability. I'm going to have security. And I'm going to have beauty in the place of my ashes. Amen. Amen. I don't know God, why God is bringing out this this morning. I wasn't intending teaching this. But God is speaking to someone. Say, lay hold of my covenant. See the fulfillment of it. Look at what it says. It's not just outward peace. Even inside your family, family peace is there. If things are going wrong in the home, the covenant guarantees it. Look at, look at that. And your children shall be taught by the law. And grace shall be the peace of your children. Not just your own peace, but the peace of your children. Your children will have peace. Amen. I will talk about that peace later. Shalom. Amen. Amen. Shalom. They will have completeness. They will have well-being. They will have tranquility. tranquility. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. They will have prosperity. They will know progress. 
even of your children. You know that in our world today, one of the heartache of parents is to have children who are not behaving. Oh, there's no parent that will not grieve their heart. Are you following me? Or for whom things are not going right for? So great will be their peace. It's part of the covenant. Say, God, even concerning my children, you will grant me peace. Amen. 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 That is why we are not just a people. We are covenant people. We are covenant community. Are we together? Things have to go right. If we understand the terms of the covenant, if we are not ignorant of what it says, we can bring things that are going wrong back to normal. Amen. Are you following this this morning? Look at it again. In righteousness, you will be established. You will be established. You shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. Amen. We can bring back the covenant of God into our life. We can bring out that term and say, Lord, this is what your word guarantees. Even if the enemy is trying to make things go wrong, we can put it right. This does not agree with the terms of the covenant. And so, Lord, it has to be put right. Amen. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy surely comes in the morning. Amen. Are you following me? The covenant speaks of the ultimate intention of God for his people. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. The covenant did not say that the enemy cannot raise something against you. No, the covenant did not say that. But what the covenant guarantees is that in the midst of it, you will be protected. You will be shielded. Hallelujah. Amen. That whatever happens all around you, I am in control. I am in charge. Are you following me? That's what the covenant guarantees. It helps us to understand the God who is in charge, the God who is sovereign, in the midst of whatever experience we may have, to bring order where there is disorder, to defend us in the midst of insecurity. Are you following me? We may have experiences, but they are to raise our heart in the covenant of God, which is sure. Hallelujah. And you can see what it says. Hallelujah. Behold, I've created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his, for his work, and I've created the spoiler to destroy. Look at that. There's no weapon that is made in this world that is outside of God's knowledge and understanding. But look at what he says. No weapon that is formed against you. The blacksmith may make it. Whatever we may design it in, whichever place they want to design it, God is the maker of all things, ultimately. Say, so no weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the law, and their righteousness is from me, Amen. says the law. Hallelujah. Amen. Your righteousness is from him. In this covenant, righteousness is not something you own. Righteousness is bequeathed, first of all. Whoa. You don't understand that. That's why self-righteousness is not allowed in this covenant. You can only operate in the righteousness that he gives. Amen. Amen. Even, yes, that empowers us to live right, but the ground of this covenant is not self-righteousness. It is the righteousness of God bequeathed to us in Christ Jesus. That's the ground for this covenant. Are you following me? And the reason for that is this. Let's say something goes wrong somewhere. Of course, as children of God, if we truly are people of the covenant, we will respect the covenant. We will not in any way defy that covenant. But the reality of it is that do we sometimes get it wrong? In the midst of that, God's covenant stands with us. It is that which will bring us back to righteousness, back to relationship with him. Is there someone here? Because it's one of the strategies of the devil to say you have failed and you can never get it. It is, it is, <laughs> it is over. Never let it be like that. Because the, the, the ground on which the covenant was based in the first instance was not a righteousness owned by you. It's the righteousness that is from God. Bequeathed to you, first of all. Amen. Someone will say dangerous teaching. It's not dangerous. It is the truth of the scriptures. Try to go on the ground of self-righteousness. You have already erased the foundation under you before you start. Stand in the righteousness of God. And then from there, you bear fruit of righteousness. That is the principle of the scriptures. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can see some of, I'm just speaking from this Old Testament picture of what we are going to round up in the next few minutes from the New Testament. Just Old Testament picture of it. But you all know that the ultimate fulfillment of every covenant that God has ever made with anyone was in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In him, all the covenants, all the covenants, they came together into fullness, into their fullness, into their maturity. Hallelujah. Amen. The covenant of peace, for instance, could only be settled forever, not based on the blood of, of bulls and goats, but on the blood of the everlasting covenant. the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, 
We have such a great covenant. We have such a great memorial to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And I want you on your own to just explore the terms of divine covenant and begin to walk in them. From now, I pray that each of us will begin to walk in the divine covenant of God, guaranteed in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Today is the first day of the month of August, 2021. You can make it a memorable, a memorable day and say, Lord, I will walk in the terms of your covenant. Counting on your faithfulness. Counting on your commitment. Look at what he said in Jeremiah 33. I think my wife read this for us uh, on Sunday, last week Sunday, uh, when she brought some word to us. But I think God wants us to revisit that again today. <clears throat> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. And I take it from verse 18. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that there will, be, there will not be day and night in their season, then my covenant may also be broken with David, my servant. Can you see that? If you can make sure that the sun does not come up when it has to come up. Mm -hmm. If you can make sure that there's no more morning, no more day, how are you getting me? <laughs> then the covenant can be broken. It's just a sign of divine commitment to the covenant. Whatever he has said to David, you know he said, I will not lie to David. Whatever word God has given you, whatever word you have found in this book, they are settled forever. The covenant of God with us can only be broken if the order of the day and the night that he has established can be broken. May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. I just thought I should quickly bring that in. You can read it on and on. Look at verse 25. Thus says the Lord, if my covenant is not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinances of heaven and earth, if I am not the one who established the heavens and the earth, that's when my covenant can be broken. Anytime you look up and you see the stars, you see the sun, you see the moon, know for sure that the covenant of God over your life is still standing. It's still there. It has not changed at all. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord help us and give us understanding in this matter. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's round up. I could go on and on, but let's round up and go to Hebrews chapter 13. From there, we'll go to the last scripture for the breaking of bread today. And all I'm trusting God for us to enter into this morning is based on the understanding of what God is saying, to call to remembrance. Are you following me? The terms 
of divine covenant. And I'll be giving us a, a, brief, a brief explanation about one of them, which I've already mentioned, but we'll see it in the New Testament again, what exactly it means. And we are going to go to God on the ground of that. And we are going to lay hold of that which belongs to us and work in them in Jesus' name. Amen. The covenant that is in the blood of Jesus Christ is one, is one mystery that we have not really explored. We have not maximized what is meant for us as believers. Amen. We have not appropriated the terms of that covenant sufficiently enough because either because we are ignorant of it or we think is this a reality? It is a reality. Hebrews chapter 13. In Hebrews 13, the scripture says this. As we are rounding up. <laughs> Verse 20. Now may the God of peace. Are you following me? May the God of peace. You remember he talked about his covenant of peace in that Isaiah 54. Now he's saying, may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, a temporary covenant? Eh? No. The blood of a temporary covenant? No. no. Everlasting covenant. Make you complete. Talking about the peace. Make you complete. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Make you complete. Yes. completeness, wholeness, fullness. That's what he's talking about here. Make you complete, full, all, be in well-being. In every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the God of peace, Amen. who has established covenant of peace for us in his, in his son, Jesus Christ, make you complete. Amen. Desire completeness. Desire wholeness. Fullness in all things. If there are areas that are not right, today, we can stretch our faith into them because they are part of the covenant and see God make manifest, make good its world in that, in it. Mm -hmm. You remember in that same Jeremiah, it says, there's coming a day when I will perform my good work towards you. I will perform it because it's guaranteed by covenant. That's why he cannot forget it. He said, I will perform it because the covenant guarantees fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. The God of peace. Hallelujah. And as we go into this this morning, as we break this bread this morning, 
I want you to be saying, Lord, make me complete. Whatever is missing, whatever is lacking, whatever is not right, put them right. The covenant guarantees wholeness, completeness. Completeness in all things. Completeness. This aspect is good. This aspect also is fine. This other aspect also is fine. But God, what the covenant says is wholeness, is peace. Peace, completeness in all things. Amen. All of us have areas where we have struggled. We can make a demand based on that covenant today and say, Lord, make me complete. As I partake of this, this area, this area, remember your covenant of peace, fullness, wholeness, Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. I read this scripture. Luke. Let's turn to the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke. In the gospel according to Luke, chapter 22, I'll just read verses 19 and 20. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me, the sign of the covenant, mm. the covenant meal, the covenant meal. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new testament in my blood, which is shared for you, which is shared for me, Amen. for you. And it is called the blood that speak better things than the blood of Abel. And that blood speaks better things Amen. over you, over your family. Mm. Speak peace to you, completeness over you and your family, even this morning, Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. May we come into fullness in all things, Amen. as individuals, as families, and as a church, in the name of Jesus. Amen.